what is going on? Uh, you guys don't know me. I am <clears throat> Karan Scott, and this is episode number two of the Music and Stuff podcast. So today, same place as last week, but different day. I've been so busy this week, you know, I haven't been able to really do a good recording session, but I wanted to get it out before Friday. I think Friday is going to be my day. I think I'm just going to keep the week, like the, the whole next week of just putting down notes of what I want to talk about and stuff, and then at the end of the week, you know, put it out. So yeah, so today of course I have two topics for you, Only even though I only wrote down one. So we'll see how that goes. I may only have one topic for you today. But first, I just want to thank everyone once again for being here. Um, really liking the mic I'm using now, which is funny because it's my older mic. But I feel like in terms of talking, it gives me a better sound, at least in the room I'm in. Uh, and I may touch on that, too. We'll see in terms of rooms. Uh, but... I want to talk to you something about overworking. This is topic one, overworking yourself. And I've been having this issue lately. Uh, and, well, not lately. I've been having this issue for a very long time, especially in college. I was just trying to, I can plan out each day or two days ahead. And so I always forget, oh, I have this to do, oh, I have this to do, oh, I have this to do, oh, I have this to do. For example, you know, one thing I actually did not factor in this week was this podcast. I was factoring it in, but I wasn't giving myself the time to really, like, get in that environment. Because I don't just want to go home and just, boom, I'm on the podcast. I, I want to get in the feel, you know breathe for a second and then I can be like okay now it's time to do the podcast but I did not get that I did not give myself the time to do that I didn't give myself the time to prepare myself for this week and not just in terms of the podcast you know there's a lot of other things that it's been going on and for example I'm technically I guess in two bands now one out of series is the other of course but my job was my well my bosses wanted to create a band and he said you know he's done it years ago they just learn a few songs and then they'll just perform it at you know their spring or summer lunch and then that's usually it you know not too not nothing too crazy <clears throat> And I was very hesitant at first, and I still was hesitant leading up to the day of practice. You know, one of the biggest things for me was like, I said yes, but not realizing what time that may take out. You know, we would do it every Tuesday. So obviously, I'm not going to probably not going to be doing the podcast on Tuesdays unless I'm just really motivated to keep going. You know, usually when you want to get home from long day at work, you just want to go flat out you know but I was I've been trying to get with this thing get with, get with this this concept that I never do 
which is just, you know, go with the flow. I've never been able to just go with the flow of life, really. I always felt like I had to take control of what's around me. And, you know, maybe that's just how I was raised. You know, I can't go with the flow with everything. And from actually Friday of last week, the day I put out the first episode of this podcast, to now, I have been trying to really go with that. Go with that motto, going with the flow. Not saying I'm just going to do anything and everything for somebody, but if I want to do something or I'm supposed to be doing something with someone else, I'm not going to just, when something goes wrong, I'm not just going to take over. And it's it's worked the past few days. It has. I've been able to relax and actually see the benefits of sitting back and relaxing. So I want to talk about how overworking yourself can come so easily. Um, you know, of course, how it came easily for me, in that kind of way that I just described, but how you need to, you need to spread, how you need to spread yourself out uh, in terms of your own time and how you need to take as much time for yourself as you need. Number one, spreading yourself out. I feel like I can go two ways. I want to spread myself out to make sure I'm not in my own bubble all the time. I don't like to be in my own bubble all the time. I think I get bored. You know, I get angsty when something's at that point not going with the way I want it to go because I'm so used to things going the, just the way exactly, almost exactly how I want it to go, you know, in my own little space. So I feel like you need to spread yourself out because that's not reality. Honestly, you know, there's other people in the world, other things that can go wrong. And when you're not prepared for it, you know, your instincts kind of kick in. And a lot of times for me, I'm just like, okay, no, I'm taking over this whole thing. And however, the opposite or the downfall of spreading yourself out is doing it too much, you know, I don't know if someone may be overcompensating for something or whatever, but you don't not would never want to spread yourself out too much. And it's feel like it's certain people for certain people it's easy, so easy to do. <laughs> so easy to say, Okay, yeah, I can just do this but then you keep doing it and you keep doing it and you keep doing it and you realize, man, like I have to you know, pull myself back in <clears throat> to really focus on the things that I want to do focus on the things that motivate me focus on things that are more personal to me because you know music is my motivation and you know having my band <clears throat> like you know my personal band <laughs> and stuff is a big thing for me and hopefully we actually get to practice tomorrow <clears throat> and just being with friends and just having fun I always love to do but I have to always know that I shouldn't be motivated for me and other people. I should be motivated for the process that I'm going to go through and motivated for my own discipline, from my own discipline, from the passion that I have towards music and the passion that I have towards something that I'm doing. And 
<clears throat> when you have passion and you're serious about something, you create this discipline in yourself. I've I've mentioned things like that in the past about discipline, but I believe that we need to keep ourselves at a balance. And when you feel like that balance is teetering to one side or the other, it's I feel like it's okay to be selfish at that point. It's okay to be selfish and say, I'm going to have to backtrack from this. And I feel like that's what I've had to do this past, really, you know, just beginning of this year to now, really in the last year to now, I've taken steps, risky steps that I never really took before for the benefit of me actually believing in me and taking as much time that I needed to make these decisions. I'm not on anyone else's timetable when it comes to me and mine. That's how I feel like I have to feel. I can be in the process of something, I understand. The process may have a timetable, but when it comes to me, I'm on no one else's schedule. I shouldn't have to be on no one else's schedule, and I can't spread myself out too much to have to be on someone else's schedule. The moment I can take control of the schedule around me, the moment that I'm going to have less expectation of things that may not be the best passion for me or you know won't be exactly what I want to do just a, a small hobby compared to something that you're serious about like I have t I do taekwondo I haven't gone there in just so long and I understand why I have it because it's not just like, oh, okay, I'm slacking off. There's been a lot of busyness, and there usually is a lot of busyness around this time every year. I do plan on getting back to it. I still have my my G and everything. And I do want to get back into it because I am ranking up in it. But I also have to be selfish and say, hey, this takes discipline. But you can't spread yourself out to the point where you have all these other different things going on you know and when someone's expecting you to be somewhere and you realize you really can't you know it's never a good feeling so when you have to explain look I'm going to spread myself out I'm going to hold myself back in and if that's one of the things that you have to postpone for a time being then so be it unless it's something that you literally and and this is controversial, I think, as well, because if it, even if it's something that's really, really important, how can you really do that thing when you're when you're not even in the right mindset? I don't care about the integrity at that point. I don't care about the money if it's for money at that point. I feel like none of it is going to matter if I'm not stable. If I do that thing and like, oh yeah, this guy is loyal. Yeah, but loyal to what? Loyal to something that is breaking me down if I'm getting a check for this thing oh yeah yeah he's a good worker or whatever yeah I got the money to do what to try to balance my 
my stability, balance my struggle, it may be even more of a hindrance to even draw more in like that, to be more wasteful of possibly spending more money. And yeah, I think that, that was really on my mind this week. And it's it's just it's funny. There's so many things that's so many things that's been occurring. I felt like it was a fast week, but an experimental week as well. You know, right now everyone that I know that's in college or on spring break, you know, like my girlfriend's back in Baltimore and I'm just I'm back. I'm still here. I'm still working every day. Uh, I've really got it's funny because I've gotten more time to myself now, but yet I'm feel like I'm more busy. <laughs> I feel like I'm more busy, but I don't have to go somewhere. You know, like I don't I don't I have to go hang out with people like that. I haven't really hung out with a lot of people this week. I do plan on hanging out with a lot of people tomorrow, but I didn't really have to do any of that, and I feel like I've been more busy. I still haven't been able to do what I wanted to do in the specific time frame. And that's one thing that I have to uh I have to overcome. One thing I have to work on is okay, how can I center myself back in? How can I accept that I'm selfish? That's one thing that I've been reminding myself cuz even my dad told me, you know, I felt like at one point I needed to help my family more. My dad told me, look, there's no point in helping when you're not at at where you're supposed to be yet. Yes, you can help, but there is a time and place for everything. And he said, literally said right now, it's okay to be selfish. It's okay to have to say, look, I have to leave for a while before I can help. And I really needed that, uh, especially I guess as a younger person, you know, being only twenty-three, uh, it's easy for me to just jump on something. It's easy for me to be like, I, I, I just have to do this. I, I have to do this, and I think I'm trying to slowly, or not trying. I think I'm slowly gaining more wisdom. You know, some people see me as role models, um, and. I'm okay with that and I am actively aware of that so I feel like I can have wisdom for people but maybe I just don't have the proper role model right now you know I love my brother I see my brother as a role model don't see him every day nor do you know we talk we should talk more Uh, but yeah, and I think it's been like that for a few years now. You know, even my dad, I see my dad's a role model, but no one outside of family that is like a certain mentor in my field. Every time that I've tried to get that, I mean, it's just, just did not go well, you know. I tried that and it just didn't just didn't go well. And I was more personally hurt and more personally distanced at one point than I thought I ever would be, and that's really my fault of thinking, you know, that someone can be a mentor to me like that. You know, it has to be outside of <clears throat> uh, a specific scenario. You know, it's not like 
it has to be to a point where even sometimes we may not even be able to benefit each other to an extent uh, to a higher extent but we are still there for each other we are still trying to take advice for each other we're still an understanding of each other's life and it that, that just didn't happen before and I felt like I was still trying to know the the wisdom that the other person had and I feel like it just kind of got spit in my face not saying the person spit it in my face but it's just how I perceived it and tainted a friendship but that's besides the point let's get into the music <laughs> um, I guess this will be my topic too even though I really have nothing set up I think I, I want to talk about my personal taste in music because I haven't really talked about that as much even in the trial I haven't talked about what things do I like personally in music you know I, in terms of whatever it may be I haven't talked about that so I want to today so a few things that I really enjoy terms of music as I look at my playlist you know it's become more sporadic now than before I feel like I switched back and forth so much now from newer music to older music while when I really first started like getting into music and listening to music it was just as taking in as many songs as I could but now I feel like my taste has gotten a little bit too <laughs> complex uh, my and I think it's also because now that, now that I'm in a band it's like okay well I'm starting to fully understand how certain songs are being made and I guess I'm slowly starting to get away from more <clears throat> highly produced songs because it's harder to not just duplicate but to inspire from in terms of a natural or like a normal instrument um, and I do like I, I've said this before as well I want to incorporate more tech into the band that I'm in and my own music but right now it's more broken down into I, I like it that way into how much you can stretch your instrument how much you can improvise uh, and I think we do a really cool job at that but I think music has become more of a uh, not too much of a pull, push and pull, parts, extremely personal uh, thing in my life as much as more of, it's still personal, but I observe a lot more than I used to. I observe the vibe, I observe certain things, and before I would just want to feel the moment, I want to be in the moment, and there were certain songs that I was like, that's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I want to feel. That's what I want to hear. If I have that feeling, if I have that ear for it, I'm adding it. I'm adding it. I'm adding it. And now going back, I still know why I added certain songs. But 
you know, today I think I just take more, uh, I appreciate certain things that are different, you know, um, and so, you know, I still have the people that I kind of, I just personally like, and I think I always will like, like, like the neighborhood and Anderson Pac, uh, people like that, you know, Miguel, I've always liked Miguel, always liked J. Cole, et cetera, et cetera, and there's been newer artists, people like Emotional Oranges that have had this interesting sound, and that's the sound that I keep wanting to hear. The sound is like, it's such an interesting hybrid, because you can hear what may be more electronically produced, and you can hear what may be more natural instrumentation and I loved it a lot and I loved their music and kind of reminds me of Zane they use a few runs and a few uh, things here and there that would be like oh this is leading up to want that, that Zane song and just it, do, it does it <laughs> which I like because they're not copying maybe they're inspired by how that first album of Zane was um, but let's go back for a second. Let's go back to when <clears throat> I first started talking about, or I first started listening to a lot more music. Because I grew up on gospel, and then from gospel, I went to like an alternative rock. You know, rap was always here and there, you know. But. That was not really my mindset, and then from in like an alternative rock standpoint, I went to just a just a. And every time I say this, people people over analyze. I I always say this a tad bit of metal, and let me explain because I'm not huge on screamo because I could never understand it, <laughs> but I like the the energy. I think. It has some of the most talented songs I've ever heard to play and just watching videos of them live and do it just yeah let's just start it and it's like whoa 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 how do you even do that <laughs> like like he's okay I'm just gonna start sweeping at this pace at the beginning of the song it's like um okay sure yeah that's definitely not something I'll be able to do uh, but I think one thing that kind of kept me stuck to that type of music was lyrics and going in from high school to college, you know, discovering Spotify and understanding streaming, which has gotten extremely complex. And I have wanted to put out an article for a while that I now cannot find talking about streaming and how I view streaming from a more analytical standpoint I have to re rewrite it anyway because I really want to make a kind of like a rule of thumb or a rule of the law of like backed by analytics backed by data backed by the money that you put that each streaming service puts into one listen this is exactly how Mathematically, stream sales stream sales should go, because it's just not simple anymore. 
it's not about album sales because or single sales anymore because you have so many different avenues that you have to calculate for so and I wanted to be easy enough to where anyone and everyone can just do it anyone everyone can tell by streaming alone you should be able to now how much someone has gotten or how many sales someone has gotten because especially like just the major streaming services if you say okay I want to take <clears throat> I don't know what SoundCloud Apple Music Tidal, Spotify, YouTube I just want to take those and just do a calculation on the views that they've had with each individual song on this particular thing pertaining to this particular album and use the math to know what the sales are really equaling to anyone should be able to do that it just has to be made more accessible but that's off of another tangent let me write that down so when I first found Spotify you know I was so intrigued and you know that's when I started listening to like the, the, the neighborhood even more listening to Miguel even more and just getting back back into rap and back into EDM that I started really listening to at in the high school um, and having more respect than I did before for music and like I said previously, that's when I started to realize I've taken music for granted. Something that I thought I would, could never do. I'm now it's like now okay, now I'm taking this craft uh that I've always been around all my life for for granted. I'm taking the artist singing for granted. I'm taking so many things for granted that I'm taking the the vulnerability that they spread for granted and that's one thing that through streaming and through me really just getting to all the songs at a you know 17 year old kid um, <clears throat> I was so into it I was so involved in it and it's kind of shaped how I listen to music today and who I listen to now you know the artist that I'm really listening to now was St. John. Can't wait for his album, you know. Can't wait for Wale's album. Uh, I believe it's listening to Eric uh, Bellinger. Or Bellinger, sorry. And I, I've mentioned Chase Atlantic before. Uh, and next week I'm going to start <coughs> the research that I have in it. That I want to do with Chase Atlantic. Because I always keep trying to think how much I should say, but I mentioned in my trial and the, the trial podcast, you know, I want to see what happened with the music, what changed, was it a label option or their option? Like I said, the music is great. If you want to chase that Atlantic, listen to their new album, they're not back. But 
I just want to do more re more research into them because I think something's fishy, basically. Uh, so next, you know, I'm, I, I like, I love listening to Boss and uh, Moss Kenna. <laughs> I just found out today through me still listening to Moss Kenna's music every once in a while. I didn't listen. I listened to it when the artist first came out, and now I'm starting to go back into it now. I was not paying attention to the artist as much. I just knew it was artists, and the song sounded really good. They did a rendition of These Walls, and Kendrick kind of gave it the nod, and I was like, wow, this is so good. I thought the whole time Moss Kenna was a girl. If you if you go back, just listen to These Walls in 48 Hours, and actually listen to the lyrics of 48 Hours, I swore it was like the girl and the guy. But now let's know again, it wasn't. And I feel so bad. And I texted my friend that me and him discovered Moss Kenna at the same time. And we were like, I was like, hey, like, you know Moss Kenna's a dude? And he's like, yeah, I've known him for a little while now. But before, because he didn't have a picture, I swore it was a girl. And his voice, you know, voices. Let's talk about that for a sec. My singing voice <clears throat> in high school, I was a bass one. Well, okay, I was technically a tenor two, um, and I, in hindsight, I should have stayed as tenor two. But there were so many like tenor twos that I did not want to stay there, so I asked to be in bass one because there were not a lot. Um, and also, I thought it was going to be easier route to get the chamber choir. Honestly, that's what I thought. Because I, I did not want to stay this as a regular grad. I want to be in chamber choir right away. Which is like a different bracket of the graduate choir. But I think I got in basically at the same pace as everyone else. But I think because I got went to base one, the notes, the harder, lower notes that I wasn't able to hit, able to hit I was hitting more as time went on. And the falsetto notes that I was able to hit, I was hitting less. And then I felt like, <laughs> I don't know if I ever told this story, but we were in New York. This is like the last, I think I mentioned it. We were just like the last trip I was on. And <clears throat> we're singing, I think I had the tiger. And, my, and we're singing this part. And like my friends are struggling, struggling, struggling. I'm like, Okay, sing softly, but dude, like, come on, man. You got to get to the falsetto. He looked at me and said, I have no more falsetto. And I was like, what? What is he talking about? And then I think right there, my falsetto just started going away. I started realizing, oh, man, yeah, my voice doesn't sound the same. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. And then I'm pretty sure I damaged my voice going into high school. Or, what am I talking about? Going into college. I'm pretty sure I, I, I damaged my voice, which hurt me in a way because the songs that I were listening I was listening to I couldn't sing it anymore you know and it's sad that I don't listen to Khalid as much because I felt like oh look that's a guy that's pretty big that doesn't have too crazy of a voice you know I, li I listen to like Sylvan LeClue I think that's how you say it you know who which has like a darker toned voice and 
you know, it's really cool. With like songs like Empathy, like, all I want to do is be the best me, you know, stuff, stuff like that. Best me, possibly. But, yeah, it was, it was bad going into that, that time frame of losing falsetto and realizing how much I've taken advantage of the music that I was in. But other people's voices, <laughs> like Moss Kenna, voices so awkwardly high that when you find out that it's not a girl, it's like, how do you regularly speak? And is your voice tired and hurt all the time when you sing? Because how my voice hurts hitting those notes and how seeing you, how you're straining, which, you know, sometimes you have to strain for notes, but it's like your voice, like, what is your wind like? What is, what does those tubes look like? Like they must be like sore as a motherfucker. Like man, it's made the first time I ever cursed on here. But you know, I I saw the BBC One video he did covering problems, and I was like, great, great song. You're singing it amazingly. Boot up wasn't too bad either. Just but kind of what the comments said. Don't think it was supposed to really be his voice type, but it's so weird because we know that with women, at least they say, with women they talk in like a falsetto. So them singing higher notes is supposed to be easier. And with us, with well, us, with men, you know, you have really two different voices. You know, you have the head voice, and you have the falsetto, you know. And so it switches. You go ah, and then you go ha. Ah. You know it. It's it's switching. It's getting regular, and then you go softer. I just could never think how that would work. You know, and <laughs> it's like, like what voice change did you go through? You know, and that's one thing I've always envied as being like a a kid growing up was. <clears throat> seeing my voice change and it, it was this at this one point I think I was an alto in my choir and this was like one of the last years for me as an alto and my voice sounded so good as a soprano I was so mad I was alto I was singing notes that I was never able to sing before I swear I was thinking like high C's like that and high C isn't too crazy but you know I was doing runs through it. I was just, I was doing so many effortless setups for it. I was able to sing notes even higher than the high C, better than I ever was before. Like, man, why are they not putting me back in the soprano section? The soprano section needs help. Why aren't they putting any of us back into the soprano section? I'm just like, come on, man. Like, I'm having kind of a hard time in this alto. But. Yeah, then and then seeing like people that that was a tenor one, and I always knew, you know, I wasn't going to be a tenor one. I just felt it. I thought I was probably going to be tenor two. But seeing the people who were, you know, tenor one and just singing so high notes, it's like your voice still sounds like that. Okay, fine. Your voice, I guess, just still sounds like that. They they had a lucky man. I feel like they, 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 I feel like they just had a lucky. 
they were just able to sing those really high notes still really well unlike me where I'm straining more and I'm not I'm not practicing my notes well you know but yeah tone I mean not tone voices and I wonder I just like I would love to see oh what am I talking about I saw them live I would just love to listen to certain artists sing like just raw not performance or nothing but not even super warmed up because I feel like that's when I really want to see how you are at singing because I, I was so used to like messing around you know in high school and a little bit of college where it's like you know we're not even that warmed up and we're like oh yeah you go like this and you, let's do this let's do it this way let's do it that way and it's like my, my, my voice is just like oof that's cracking oof that's crack. okay I should stop you know my voice isn't warmed up and some people never really had to warm up their voice like that but I, I just wanted like people like Black and Bryson Tiller they, they keep this certain level you know keep a certain level you know Bryson Tiller has songs like was exchanged when he was like could it be you but I want to hear more <laughs> I really want to hear more and when Joe Budden did that pull up with him with Black so I, I, I ain't singing right now I forget what what he was he was saying about him not when he doesn't sing you know it's like huh, like how did you sing as a kid, you know? I never get that. I guess I was just brought up differently, but singing for me was not a selective thing. You just sing. You're just going to sing. You're just going to sing. You may sound bad, but, oh, I sound bad. Well, now I know that that sounds bad, you know? Voices. But yeah, I think that may be enough for for this week. It was an interesting week. Uh, I think I just wanted to go in here and just talk about my week more than a certain specific topic. I, I, I had a topic in mind. And like I said, I like to keep things more professional. Um, But I just wanted to talk about really overstretching yourself. Um, and pulling things back in I feel like this podcast is good meditation and therapy not just for me but I feel like for for the listeners as well um <clears throat> you know and to, even things like I want to talk about the, the music it's coming to a point where me going back through my songs me understanding why I got and into music, me understanding like all these different things is also me being selfish with myself. It's re-identifying re or getting back to the, like I said before, like the mission statement, the overall goal that I have in life and what I want to uh, be able to obtain through the music that I'm listening to. And I feel like if I can do that, if I can stay in that mindset and that goal may change over time, um, I can be sane. You know, I can be more stable, better, 
as a productive person, better with my relationship, friendships. Yeah. Once again, I really appreciate you guys. Uh, if you guys need anything in terms of like, hey, like check out your channel, whatever you're doing, send me the link, you know, send it to me on Instagram, Facebook, more Twitter than Facebook, I guess, which is funny because I haven't used Twitter in so long. But yeah, just just send things to me. Um, I want to know what you guys like and what you guys enjoy in life. <clears throat> and I hope to have a guest. I haven't booked one yet or haven't tried to get a guest here yet. I may wait until after about the fifth episode. We'll see. We'll see. But thanks one again, guys. And I'm out.